and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, it's Ariel, and me, Raylene. I just for the first time realized how many, like, TS sounds there are with your hosts, me, and also, like, <laughs> Books Unbound, po- I don't know, that's kind of hard to say. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Real tongue twister. Yeah. Um, I will admit I was asleep not 30 minutes ago. So oh, back on this mood <laughs> that we were in, like, like I was like asleep like a couple episodes ago, yeah. wasn't I? Straight um, up asleep. And I was in the dark and my eyes were dilated. Yeah, that was it was it. that crazy day. <laughs> but this was more of a power nap situation. And mm. I've awoken feeling really good, actually. So I think I needed it. Um, excited to be back. Excited to chat with everyone. Hope everyone's mm. doing okay. And staying safe and staying home. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but please, for the love of God, stay home. <laughs> I Sometimes I see people posting about, like, being outside, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Stop if you that. just wait a few months, we can all go outside. Exactly. So, yeah, pretty crazy times. But yes, I'm so excited to chat books and... Um, yeah, I guess I'll just jump in. Raylene, what are you currently reading? I'm excited. Well, before we get into everything, I actually had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Oh, please take <laughs> it off the top. We've got some notes, Raylene. We've got Bring some it. notes. So I haven't actually looked into this myself, but we got an email and I had actually heard about it that apparently mm. there was a new snake discovered in India and they have named it Salazar. <laughs> <laughs> this is news. <laughs> Important this news, people. Important news. I love this. Thank you so, so much to who se- whoever sent this in. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't um, grab your name. But yeah, I was just so that. excited when I heard about that. For those who don't know, Salazar Slytherin is one of the founders of Hogwarts. So this is a very big deal in my life right now. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Second thing I wanted to talk about is that I got an email from Indigo that was just like talking about new books that had come out or something. But it yeah. also had a link that said, mm. read the first four pages of... The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Brilliant. And so I clicked that link and I read those first four pages. And I've got to say, I'm actually very excited. Oh. I think that this book could be really good. Also, President Snow, at the time that this book is taking place, was 18. And this okay. is 64 years previously. So we looked it up. He's like 82 in The Hunger Games. Yeah. We thought he was 70 something, but he's like 80. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's very, very yes. old. And yeah, he's like a senior in high school, basically, is like the situation. And he has to mentor someone as like part of his schooling. It's like a test for them, which I think is going to be really interesting. So I'm just like, I'm actually really excited for it now. Because also the way that the games are described back when the 10th Hunger Games was happening, like they're completely different in a lot of ways than they are Uh, later on. Well, Emily, I guess we kind of get a little bit of that with like Katniss talking about how there's obviously been a lot of games and they've improved yeah. things and made things more difficult. Like mm-hmm. they had some that happened in like a desert, but it was pretty boring because there was nowhere to hide. And yeah, totally. Stuff like that. But yeah, there was something in this one that said that the place that the games takes place is like always the same. Like it's just like this arena oh. that they just throw people into. So before it got like grander and bigger where they would have special arenas all over the place. This one, they would just like recycle the same place. It's going to be so exciting to learn more of the history. Right? Because that's something I care a lot about. I usually, I used to think about, in terms of the Hunger Games, I'm like, what what is happening on the other continents? Because we know that this is yeah. North America, but what is going right. on everywhere else? So that's the thing that I still want to know, but this, mm. like, going backwards in time is going to be really interesting, too. So that's maybe she'll write really about a different country one day, and it'll be really cool. It's kind of like when I first read Harry Potter, 
and I was like pretty young, I didn't really, I never even thought that there would be other magic schools. I just assumed <laughs> right? Hogwarts was the only one. And then in the fourth book, obviously, when we learn about Bo Battens and uh, Durmstrang, it's sort of like, I was like, huh? oh, okay. <laughs> Does, but it kind of made me sad, honestly, because I was like, does that mean I don't get to go to Hogwarts? Like, there must be a Canadian no, exactly. or North There's American one. School. <laughs> Hate that. Uh, <laughs> so depressing. Can I transfer to Hogwarts? <laughs> That's the only school that matters. Um, well, I'm glad that you read those first four pages because I'm like growing really excited to get. I have my pre-order in. Me too. Um, and I... I'm suspecting it won't arrive right on time just because the post mm-hmm. office is obviously really busy right now. But whenever I do get it, I'm like... I'm going to read it right away. Yeah, I haven't been this excited for a new release. Like, it's been a while since I've been so excited for a new release. Mm-hmm. And since I've actually, like, got a new release and then read it right away. And I'm like, I'm going to drop everything to read that book because that's what I want to do. It's also I, been a, a yeah. long time since I, like, was excited about a new release that was a part of a series yes, I already read. exactly. I can't know? remember the last time that happened. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, since we're doing some notes up here, I would also like to throw up the news that our bookmarks for the Stay Home Reading Rush mm. are still available from when we're posting this for two more days. So these are our bookmarks that we made limited edition. They are only going to be available till May 7th. Um, and half of the proceeds go to supporting independent bookshops during these crazy COVID times. So if you'd like to get a pack, they're only six bucks. And yeah, like I said, three of those bucks. Well, it, that's not really how the math breaks down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's like shipping and uh, also like, um, like some of the money has to go to manufacturing, but 50% of the profits will go to yeah. an independent bookshop, which is pretty awesome. So if you want to check those out, just go to thereadingrush.com. And yeah, we've got a link there that you can, you can buy them from, which is pretty fun. It um, is. All right. Well, now with all of that said, we can move into what we're reading. <laughs> I'll allow really. it. I'll allow what? it. <laughs> Thank you. What are you currently reading? Well, obviously, I'm still reading The Priory of the Orange Tree because yes. this book is enormous. <laughs> Although I'm about a quarter of the way in. I oh, wow. I, w- I wish I could have read more, but I have started watching a new TV show on Netflix Uh-oh. and got what really did you start distracted. Watching? The OA. Oh, I've heard of it, but yeah. I haven't watched it. It's cool. And I've only watched four episodes, but it's like really addictive like it's the type of show that every time i'm like i'll just watch one it's like ooh, i Uh-oh. have to watch at least one more like <laughs> and so i'm just yeah so i've gotten a little distracted with that and i've been playing lots of super smash bros so i'm just important doing as much reading as i would like but this um as far as fantasy books go it reads quite easily and what page like, are you quickly on? well i've been switching back and forth between my e-reader and this because this book is too big to carry around yeah um and i do have to go to work still unfortunately so i don't know what page i'm on exactly but i'm around the 215 it's funny because if you were reading a quote-unquote normal book you'd be like almost done i know but it doesn't feel like an accomplishment to have read 200 and something pages because it's like this book is over 800 so i'm like Ah! a quarter of the way in but i am loving it like loving it it took me about 50 maybe 60 pages to like get into the groove of the book because it kind of just plops you into this fantasy world like most fantasy books do which is like i love fantasy but i understand why people shy away from it Mm -hmm. because it's like 
this is a lot to like unpack all yeah. at once. But now that I'm in it, like it was so worth it. And it was so good. It's really cool because it's got like three or four kind of main characters mm-hmm. that are all like, you know, doing their own thing. And they're so interesting. Like one person is like an undercover sorceress. Like she's protecting Amazing. the queen, but nobody knows that she can do magic because she like <gasps> comes from the Priory of the Orange Tree, which hasn't really been fully unpacked uh, yet. So okay. like, I don't really know what this place is, but it's like there's that and there's, you know, there's the queen and then there's these other people there's dragon riders like it's just so cool so i am sounds awesome really loving it thank you so much for making me read this (laughs) (laughs) is this a standalone it's a standalone yeah although somebody on instagram commented Uh that apparently she's writing another book in the same universe but it's not like a sequel so i'm really excited at the prospect of that i have no idea if it has any more information than that because i haven't looked into it but yeah yeah so i like that it's a standalone though you don't often get standalone fantasy books no especially like like that something that big yeah like it becomes part of a series yeah yeah but i could totally picture this being like a tv show too is the other thing the prompt that we or the recommendation request we had last week that was like what book would make a really good multi-season show i feel like this one this could Mm. be the next game of thrones because the world is so lush and like there's so much going right. on that I feel like it could just go on forever. Um, so yeah, wow. that's that. Well, what a really success story. It. I yeah. can't wait to hear next week, like the next month of you reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'll read it faster than that, but I'm not mad if it takes me that long. Honestly, I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah, I, um, I'm currently in the middle of three things <laughs> only three <laughs> i know so i actually i'm i'm not bummed but i'm a little bummed because i tried really hard to finish two of them in time for the podcast mm. and i just didn't get to them i like got caught up with other things um but i made a lot of progress on iGen. i remember oh, yeah. i talked about this i don't remember if it was last week or the week <laughs> Who before knows but anymore? i have no clue um but yeah i i've made a lot of progress with iGen. the problem with my reading iGen is i definitely would have finished it by now except that when i started listening to it i mm-hmm. started listening to it on speakerphone and my boyfriend connor started yeah. to enjoy it and so Uh-oh. now <laughs> i can't listen to it without connor listening to it too I so see. it's kind of like we have to have you have time. to buddy read it <laughs> yeah we have to find times when we can both listen to it now the really good part is that we can do it while he works because part of his job like of cataloging library mm-hmm. books is pretty like he can listen to something while he does it yeah um so we have been able to do like at least an hour or two a day but yeah it has kind of hindered like some of the days he's not cataloging so he can't and like <laughs> i've had all of these moments when i'm just like playing animal crossing or something and i'm like i could be doing another whole hour but yeah whatever it's fine it's fun though it's actually i think more fun to listen to this book with him because it like i mentioned iGen by gene twenge it's about this it's about like the next generation who she has named not just her but like she is named in this book iGen because they're the generation that grew up never knowing a life without the internet mm-hmm. which is crazy Absolutely um <laughs> but yeah so she just talks about the differences in generations between like what the teenagers of right now are like versus teenagers in the 90s in the 50s in the you know like just comparing generations it's super interesting it's really fascinating like some of it 
is really depressing. I just want them to be happy. <laughs> and and I'm they never will be. <laughs> that they're not. Um, but it's it's nice to to actually get to talk with Connor about it because a lot of the stuff that she says, you know, she has data for everything that she says. But some of it is sort of kind of like, you know, we you can't make a general assumption for everyone. Mm, so it's yeah. sort of like left hanging a little bit. And so then me and Connor will be like, hmm, what do you think? And we'll talk about it. So it's been really good for like conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. The other book that, oh man, I really wanted to finish it in time, but I just <laughs> didn't. I'm almost done it is Weather by Jenny Awful. Oh, you kept so reading I've it. Been, That's good. Yeah, I've actually been trying to finish it. Um, and I have read, okay, I'm on page 145. And I basically, I started from the beginning yesterday (laughs) because, because I, uh, I started to read it and I was like, I don't really remember the first 20 pages. So (laughs) I went back and because it reads so quickly, I was like, it's fine. I'll just start over. So I started over and I'm loving this book. It is so strange. I think it is. How do I explain this? Mm -hmm. This is a book that I definitely need to finish today or tomorrow because I think this book needs to be read quickly. I think that if you put it down for too long, like I did that first time where I Mm -hmm. took a big break, you you get out of the mode. It has like a very particular mode of writing and therefore reading where it's very disconnected and kind of distant and you have to kind of just push through quickly and like if you do it's so good but if you start to like pick it up and put it down a lot you Mm -hmm. kind of I don't know you kind of feel really disconnected from everything that's happening so I've never I don't think I've read anything like that before um where I'm like I have to read this quickly or I forget everything that's happening (laughs) it's a panic I have to read it all at once yeah it's like in a rush but it reads really quickly like it's it you fly through it because it is in like a lot of vignettes sort of oh yeah um but yeah, I'm really enjoying it, so I'll talk about it more next week, I guess, if I finish it, which I really hope to. The other thing that I'm reading oy, is um, <laughs> The Idiot by Elif Baduman. So if you guys recall, I Raylene sent me a picture of her bookshelves, and I voted that she read The Priory of the Orange. Mm-hmm. Is it The Orange Tree? Orange Tree. The, <laughs> yeah, The Orange Tree. Priory of the Orange. And then I was having the same thing where I was like, I had just finished Station Eleven, and I was like, oh, God, I don't know what to read next. So I sent her a picture of a bunch of my books, and you picked Weather and The Idiot. And so at that time, I didn't feel like reading Weather, so I picked up The Idiot. And then, like, three days later, I was like, actually, I want to finish Weather. So I only made it like 10 pages into The Idiot, but <laughs> I'm hoping to read it soon. Um, and like, yeah, I, I'm enjoying like checking things off of my like currently reading list. For it sure. feels good. <laughs> also, that book is the one that was picked for your reverse mm-hmm. recommendation. So yeah, I'm really hoping that you will read it and get through it because then we can, then we can do another one. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, what is the last thing you finished? Did you finish anything this week? Mm-mm. I've Mm-mm. only been reading Prior of the Orange Tree. I keep like thinking about starting another book then I'm like no don't do that um I'm but the thing is I really want to have an audiobook to listen to because yeah. I like audiobooking while I play Animal Crossing while I cross stitch stuff like that and so I've just yeah. been like not doing those things as much as I would like because I mm. feel like I need an audiobook but I'm like I don't want to take away from Prior of the Orange Tree so I don't know what to do yeah that's do. that's tricky maybe if you pick something really different 
Yeah, I was just going to say the other thing is that I'm like super in the mood for fantasy right now, but I don't want to read, like listen to a fantasy audiobook yeah, while reading this book because I don't want to get anything dangerous. like that. That's the, the worst combo, I think. Like you can probably mix and match other things, but with fantasy, it's like, oh man. <laughs> I feel like if idea. you did it like a nonfiction audiobook, oh, that's a good idea. that would probably work really well because yeah. they would be so, so separate that it's they wouldn't even feel like they're melding. You know what? That's a great idea. That's my advice to you as a book podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I just have to pick a book. <laughs> well, the bu- I actually did finish a book this week. I'm proud of myself. Oh. I finished Breaking Dawn. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't even think. I forgot about that book. Hallelujah <laughs> is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, geez Louise. I honestly forgot how bad that book was. I still had, you know, I still had like five hours of it to go, <laughs> honestly. Like, I still, you know, we had the last quarter of yeah. it. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't five hours, but maybe it was like four hours. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided literally one day I woke up and I was like, I need to end this now. I was like, I can't. That's I exactly can't what I did. still be in this world. <laughs> so I just spent that day like listening to four hours of Breaking Dawn. I was like, I just need to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a profoundly bad book. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> is really all I can say here personally i'm frustrated by a lot of the decisions made in that book like as in if i was writing it slash living Mm. it i or editing it i would have like pushed for different decisions plot wise like i really thought the end fight i say fight with heavy quotation marks (laughs) was so anticlimactic and disappointing i thought that bella becoming a vampire was really anticlimactic because literally Mm -hmm. we spend most of the series talking about how when she becomes a vampire it's gonna be really crazy and like she's gonna be a newborn and things Mm -hmm. are gonna be wild none of that happens and (laughs) like it makes no sense it makes no sense but like it just was so anticlimactic but then i also really disagree with like her getting married and having a baby just in order to have this like perfect happily ever after i'm like that was isn't a perfect happily ever after that was an awkward that was awkward is what just happened um so from that angle i'm like oh it was bad it was just i there was so many more exciting interesting thought-provoking things that could have been done with it but then from the other angle i just i what she did instead i don't understand (laughs) like it was so boring and drawn out and strange and bizarre and like so funny my because i was again listening to the the audiobook on speakerphone and Con- so connor heard most of breaking dawn i'm afraid <laughs> poor guy <laughs> and uh poor guy yeah and he at one point he literally just turns to me and he's like they're not vampires they're superheroes and i was like <laughs> you're right <laughs> like the powers thing went so far that like literally it was just like creating a strange avengers they didn't even <laughs> act like vampires anymore none of them were like hiding from sparkling none of like it ah oh, i don't know man i don't know i need to stop because it was just so bad but it just stopped making sense and that's but it was still all, all it's still to fun it. to read and talk about with you but other than that it's whew, horrible whew. well I was going to say, did you buy any books this week? But we don't do that anymore. However, I bought seven books. (laughs) What? (laughs) So here's the thing, man. I'm having serious bookshop withdrawals. I really find that a difficult word. Um, Withdrawals. Withdrawals. Is that it? 
Withdrawals. Yeah, that's fine. I that's just keep fine. thinking there's another R in there, with, <laughs> but there isn't. They're not. Yeah. But like, I just miss bookshops, but also I miss new books. And like, I think usually I get like at least one new book every few weeks, you mm-hmm. know? And because it's been so long without a new book, I'm kind of like itching at it. I'm like, oh, I went, I went a little crazy on the yeah. internet buying some books. Um, <laughs> So now I'm just, like, anxiously awaiting for them to get here. Uh, Mainly, I bought a lot of books that have different takes on pandemics. Oh, yeah. I know. You were sending me a lot of, like, snapshots of different books. And I was like, oh, my God, this is getting me excited about all these different books. But I didn't buy any of them. What I have been doing, though, is I've been – I have the Indigo app on my phone. Yeah. And so that's usually where I shop from if I'm going to be buying from Indigo. And sometimes I'll just go on there and put things in my cart. (laughs) And then not buy them. (laughs) I was doing that. I was doing that for literally a solid three weeks. And then I It's not as satisfying as buying them. No, exactly. No, I know. I'm feeling the same thing. Although what I did just today is I used some of my rewards from my credit card to (gasps) buy myself a gift card for Indigo. So I just have to wait for it to get here. And then once it gets here, I'm going to get some books and it's free. So That's so cool. I'm so excited. I'm just trying to figure out what I want. Stephen King's new book is out. But also mm. the audiobook is on Scribd, so I'm like, maybe I should just listen to it. Maybe I should just listen to it and then... Oof. So I don't know. I've got a lot of hard decisions hard. ahead of me. <laughs> there is. There is. And I don't envy you those hard decisions. No. <laughs> I uh, I just caved and bought all of them. I that can't wait to hear what they all decision. are once they yeah. get to you. <laughs> As they uh, trickle in. Because I, 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 I ended up ordering from three different places. Uh, a third of them I got from my local books shop because nice. I really wanted to support them. But a lot of the books I wanted they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, a third of them I bought from Chapters. And one of them I bought from the book depository oh that'll take a few months <laughs> i know because i couldn't get the edition i wanted yeah, like I no one that. else had the edition i wanted and i was like well i'd rather have the book like in the version that i want now so i'll just wait it's always um, worth the wait i find book depository yeah. gets you the things that you really want exactly <laughs> those special covers <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's time to jump into book news. All right. Well, Raylene has let me know that her book news is pretty positive. So my book (laughs) news is kind of negative. So I'm going to start with mine and then we'll transition into happier times. Um, so this, I don't remember where I first saw this. I think it was just when I was generally digging around for interesting book news. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is sad. It's frustrating book news. But I think it's important to share. I don't know why I do, but well, you'll see when I what I mean (laughs) in a second. So here's a quote from this art from advocate.com who who talked about it, but lots of different places covered it. Um, LGBTQ themes are the most challenged in public libraries, according to the ALAs, that's the American Library Association's Mm -hmm. State of American Libraries in 2020. Eight of the top 10 most challenged had LGBTQ themes or characters, including the first six entries. So literally the top six books that were challenged, Mm -hmm. and that can mean a lot of things, but usually just means like people going in and saying, you shouldn't have this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, take this down. We want to ban this, etc. Yeah, they were, they had LGBTQ themes, which is, 
so frustrating and depressing and I hate it. But I did want to, I don't know, I guess I wanted to talk about it just because it's really interesting. um, Because it's really frustrating. But also because sometimes I feel like I live in this book bubble uh, where LGBTQ themes are super accepted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, good. That problem's really fading away fast. But actually, then I see stuff like this and I'm like, actually, no, yeah. it's important that we keep talking about these great books mm-hmm. and like keep sharing why they're great and why they're important because clearly the problem isn't solved, right? Yeah. Um, still going. Yeah. So, like I said, it's frustrating, but it is interesting and. I don't know. I I thought it was also pretty legit because it comes from ALA. State of America's libraries in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, it's still like kind of, I know that it still happens, but it shocks me every time I hear about books being challenged or banned. It's like, how is this still a thing? Like, it just boggles my mind. And how is it ever going to work? Like, how, do you know what I mean? Like, how how does anyone think going into a bookshop or a library or a school and being like, you shouldn't sell harry potter anymore is like a good idea like how is that gonna work (laughs) whose mind thinks that censoring books is a good idea that's just crazy to me yeah i don't Um, understand it yeah it's like the greatest controversy in the book world right like when something (laughs) tries to get banned banned books are like the one thing we can all we can all get behind (laughs) so true now i want to read a banned book (laughs) i know right the number one book that was most uh challenged was george by alex gino are you freaking kidding me <laughs> no have you read it yeah i've read that and it's amazing and i think it should be in every single elementary school like it's geared towards kids and it's right. so loving and accepting and wonderful and like yeah ah, it makes me <laughs> mad that people would want people not to read that oh it makes me so angry <laughs> um harry potter is still on the top 10 also oh. just for just so everyone is aware that people, <laughs> mainly religious groups, are still trying to, like, say that Harry Potter is evil <laughs> because it has witchcraft. I get that that's their opinion, but that doesn't mean that they can take away Harry Potter from everyone else who isn't religious. I know, that's You know, like, that's what gets me. <laughs> Just make your kids not read it if you exactly. don't want them to, but, like, exactly. why my kids or her kids, you know? Like, come on, guys, it's Harry yeah. Potter. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm not a witch just because I like Harry Potter. <laughs> But I could be if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that is my kind of stressful book news, but important book news. Definitely important. What is your book news? Okay, so mine are basically just about two things that are being adapted into movies that I found out about recently. Love it. So the first one, and this one is really extra cool and exciting. One, it's a remake of Classic. Two, it's being written by one of my favorite authors, Patrick Ness. Oh. Is writing the script for a new what? Lord of the Flies movie. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> and it's being directed by um, Lucas Gua- Guadagnino. I don't know what how to say his he name. Direct he directed Call Me By Your Name. So My. this movie's kind of going to be a big deal. <laughs> Do we have any casting stuff yet? I'm guessing not if we don't even have a script. No, I don't think so. I, it was just, I think Patrick Ness posted about it a couple of days ago and was just like, here's some news for you guys. Whoa. So that's all we've got so far, as far as that I can see. That is very exciting. That I cool? really like that book news. And I yeah. think that I will try and reread Lord of the Flies right? before that comes out because I haven't read it since high school. Exactly. I was going to say I read it in grade 11, I think, and yeah. was like, that was okay. Like, But now I feel like I could appreciate it more and I 
really actually do want to reread it. So that's one I'm going to have to yeah, get my hands I, on. I think I read it in grade 10 and I remember really enjoying it. Like I thought it was really, really cool. And I remember being really stressed because I don't know if anyone remembers, but Piggy loses <laughs> his glasses and he's like completely screwed for the rest of the book. And I remember thinking, oh my God, you're right. If I was in a survival situation and I lost my glasses, I would be screwed. Like, Terrible. where do you just get new glasses? Oh, stressful, stressful. Sorry. Chilling, chilling stuff. <laughs> Ooh, spook. I got spooked. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be really fun to reread it because like I said, it's been a long time. That would be, yeah, we'd, we'd have to do that for sure. Absolutely. That would be a good one to read. Well, my second piece of book news is one that, once again, I should have written down who sent this to me. Somebody sent this to me on Instagram today. Mm. And so apparently there is going to be an English language version movie of if cats disappeared from the world. <laughs> what in the hell? Okay, wait. Yeah. As in, like, it's going to be English actors? Or I think it's... so. Which, oh that's the only thing that God. I'm like, hmm, like, that's a choice. Like, it sh- I-, I think it should have been a Japanese movie, if anything. But I'm interested to see. I mean, maybe they're, I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe it'll still take place in Japan and they'll just all speak English, you know, like, just to yeah. m- appeal or... to broader audiences, even though I think that's stupid. But who knows? Either way, I'm excited that it's going to be made into a movie because it's... Like, it's so funny. I feel like this book is just, like, a weird little book that I found, but it's been, like, really popular. <laughs> yeah, I've actually you know? been hearing more and more about it. A lot of, I've been seeing a lot of people, um, like, showing it in Instagram photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, it's been popping up a lot. Like, a lot of people have been sending me pictures of it saying, like, oh, look what I picked up. I bought this book. Or sometimes people will just send me pictures of cat books, which I love. People will just be like, oh, have you, do you have all these cat books? And that book is pretty much always in the batch. Like, whenever people send me pictures, of books that one's always in there so like it's it must be everywhere i just haven't heard anyone talk about it here really like in my yeah it's sphere. weird because remember i don't know if you remember but when you showed it to me originally i was yeah. like i saw that book in london yeah, like on bookshops right. all over years ago so i maybe just took a while to get over here but right here i'm looking at um an article from deadline that came oh. out on the 23rd what day is it today the 28th so yeah so just recently and it says sony pictures is developing an english language feature adaptation based on the novel uh someone will pen the screenplay with oh god a pop-up a pop-up <laughs> came up it's covering the import oh yeah we'll pen the screenplay with kawamura is that the author that's the author yes. of the book he's producing it yeah producing and toho film the production company of the japanese film adaptation attached to the project oh. as well so wait do they already have a japanese version maybe man i have i didn't read this whole article before i started uh recording here i just got excited by the news yeah i mean i would have too so maybe there uh, already is one Gosh, know, this is man. exciting. Either way, I'm excited. I feel like you've been reading a lot of adap- books that are getting turned. Oh, I know! I'm <laughs> so, yeah, that's all of my news. I'm pretty pumped. I'm, I feel, like, drained because of how excited I was. Um, yeah, Wait, actually, I just looked it up. what the hell? Guys! What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just kept scrolling on this on this article, and it says uh-huh. Kawamura, the, the author, who produced the Oscar-nominated animated film Mirai, is currently producing the live-action adaptation of Makoto Shinkai's Your Name? What? Uh, well, he uh, produced the other one, so it makes sense, but, like, what? That's happening? Alongside J.J. Abrams? What's going me? on? <laughs> I'm upset that I didn't read all of this now. That's insane news. 
Okay. What the hell? Okay, and while you were looking that up, Whoa. I looked up, and there is already a Japanese movie. Oh, it came okay. out so in we're 2016. Just getting... So we're just getting like uh, an English one, which I'll have yeah. to watch that movie now if I can find it. <laughs> oh my. How exciting. Of course. I feel like Japan is really on top of, like, making movies out of their bestsellers right away. And we're just slow mm. because it's a Japanese book that just got translated, you know, in the past couple of years. And so, yeah, it's just a slower process. But they always have a movie. There's always a movie for everything. Oh, my God. This is... Sorry, guys. We're in a Your Name <laughs> parallel universe now. It says, Hollywood's Your Name anime live action movie will feature a Native American girl and a Chicago boy. Because you know how, like, Your Name is, like, a city... Boy. City boy and country and, girl. And a yeah. country girl. So they're doing a Native American character? Oh, that's interesting. Whoa. That's very different, and I'm excited about it. This <laughs> is very cool. <laughs> I <And> am dead. <laughs> I'm very excited because I I don't I don't know if it would be good, but it'll be fun. That's the thing. I find live action movies that like have been adapted from something that's already been made animated. I never like them. Like they're Never. I can't think of another good. one where that's. I've never thought of. I haven't thought. I can't think of one where that's happened. But oh yeah, there's tons. Like um, they've made movies for like Bleach and like Full Metal Alchemist mm. and Death Note. Like all those are pretty much always terrible. I remember the Death Note thing. That really well, they, the me. American one was really bad. I haven't actually seen yeah. the Japanese one, so I can't vouch for that. But yeah. I remember that fizzled hard. Wasn't yes. it Nat Wolf? Or am it I was going crazy? So bad. Yeah. <laughs> What the it heck was, happened there? I was really upset about that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into our recommendations. Raylene, how about you start it off for us? What 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 do the people want? <laughs> okay. So Sarah says, Hi, I'm looking for an adult contemporary book about intense and emotional topics. I recently read Golden Boy by Abigail Tarchlin after Raylene talked about it. Hi, about it on the podcast and loved it. So I am looking for something similar. Would prefer it to be realistic so nothing weird, please. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole thing. I laugh so hard. Like I was reading this to Connor and I was like, Hey, it's time for me to pick my recommendations. Yeah. Maybe you can help me. And I read that and I was like, wow, we were really called out because it, it's true. We do talk about a lot of weird books, but also I, I was like, but that's fine. I can find one that doesn't have a weird aspect. And mm -hmm. then I couldn't. I was like, it was like, I realized I was like, oh, that's a good one. No, wait, it's weird. And then I was like, that's a good one. <laughs> nope. It has something weird in it. It's, it's like weird. Every, every book I, I realized weird. had something weird happen in it. I know. But and what the, did you pick? The one I picked is a little bit weird, but. Okay, for, well. You know what? But not in the. I don't think it's in the way that she means. In yeah. terms of weird, like it's all realistic stuff that could yes. happen. But it's just like whoa. Um, and this book, I've been wanting to recommend this for a long time, but I've been oh, cool. like scared to recommend it because this book is very like very much. And that is um, Any Man by Amber Tamblin. I've definitely seen the cover, but I yeah. haven't read it. This book is freaking insane. So mm. this book basically is about a female serial rapist who is like taken okay. out a bunch of men like she preys on men and yeah. so it's a very like stressful read because of the nature of that but it's very interesting at the same time mm. because 
just the way that the men's like their names are dragged through the mud when they try and talk out about it. Like it's mm. it's very interesting because it's like the way that women are treated in situations like these in the book anyway, the men are treated almost exactly the same because right. they're like, you're a man, you're bigger and stronger. Why couldn't you fight her off? Stuff mm. like that. Like, so they mm-hmm. shame them. Um, they victim blame them and shame them so much. And it's so that's horrible. But yeah. it's a, like one of the most intense books I've ever read. Like, it's it just like, go, like go, it go. Be, yeah. It never stops. Like, just things happening and it's only 260 pages so it's a fairly short-ish read so it's very i, I read it in probably one sitting because i just couldn't put it down um so it's a little it's a different vibe from golden boy golden boy is a lot more like calm and kind of you know sad and kind of haunting and intense in that yeah. way whereas this one is more of like a thriller i guess but i just felt like this was the perfect opportunity to finally bring it up because i mean it sounds hard-hitting It is very hard hitting. This is the type of book that like after reading it, I was like, oh my God, that was like, unlike anything I've ever read. And just like, it really makes you think in different ways than you might normally think. And so I think that it's a very important read and that like everyone should read it because it's just like, whoa, was not expecting that. And um, for those who don't know, Amber Tamlin, yes, is the actress who was in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) <laughs> she played with the one with the blue hair, um, but she is also a poet and she is a very talented oh. writer. So the writing in this like kind of like merges poetry together with prose a little bit in a, such a beautiful way. And I just highly, highly recommend it. And what was the name of the book again? Any Man Any by Man. Amber Tamblin. Well, also, if anyone's ever uh, curious about what the heck book we talked about because we said it too fast or Mm. the way that we pronounce it is weird um there always there's a list of all the books we talk about on booksunboundpodcast.com so that sounds crazy uh very stressful mine is less stressful (laughs) oh good that's good because i feel like mine was maybe not exactly what she was asking for but i feel like it is i think it is i think you're totally right like something really intense and emotional and like gripping Mm -hmm. um mine is that but and it, I actually found this to be really stressful, but in a much lower stakes okay. way than yours. And I've talked, I've mentioned this book before, <gasps> oh, yeah. but I haven't really gotten to go deep into it. So I really wanted to. This book is Gachar Gochar by Vivek uh, or Vivek Shanbag. So, okay, first of all, I love the design of this book. Like, it's cool. Go look up the cover because I just think it's so beautiful. Actually, hold on. I think maybe that there's a worse American version <laughs> of it. Don't look at that one. Look at the pink and orange one. I'm yeah, going to look up right now if there is a gross American version. Yeah, there is. I don't like this one. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't look at that one, guys. Look at the pink and orange one. Um, but yeah, so this book, it's so short. It's 119 pages, if I recall correctly. Yep, 109. I don't know how I remember that. It's 119 <laughs> pages. Um, and it's a very simple, straightforward story. But mm-hmm. I was completely engrossed and really took a lot away from it so the basic concept is that we have this family who lives together like adult children and and parents and stuff living Mm -hmm. in the same house um in india and they're really quite poor not like dirt poor but like very quite poor and Mm -hmm. so the dad works at this place i forget oh gosh it was a long time ago when i read it i forget exactly what the dad does but he he's the main breadwinner for the family Mm -hmm. And 
gosh, it's oh god, I, I'm getting all stressed <laughs> thinking about it. But though, very much in like very close to the beginning, he is he comes home and he's counting the amount of money he made that he it's like he has to then hand in that money you know what i mean like he like Mm -hmm. made money and then he has to give it to his boss or whatever he's counting the amount of money that he made and there's a big amount missing and it is so stressful and the whole family and i just really felt that familial stress around money Mm -hmm. i think most people have been there when your parents are really worried about money and even though like the characters in this book are adult children so they're not like kids but like no matter how old you are you have been there when a family is stressed about money it is a stressful time and you're having like hard conversations and people are scared to talk Mm -hmm. and it's just like such a stressful beginning Um, And it really goes to show how poor this family is, right? Like, how they are, like, this one thing could topple them into, like, true poverty. Yeah. But then something happens, and I'm not going to say what, but something happens, and the family becomes super rich. And it kind of, like, happens all at once. And suddenly it changes their lives, but not in the way that they probably thought. Mm -hmm. Like they probably thought getting money would mean that all their problems would go away and like they'd all be happily ever after. But what actually happens is that they get new types of problems. Like the family isn't as close anymore. They fight about really trivial things and... And, like, you kind of, they lose the the closeness of the family trying to survive together that their poor situation used to kind of force them to do. So it's just such an interesting book. It's about money and it's about family. Um, and it's the author's first book that was translated into English. I forget when this came out. It came out a while ago, 2015. Um, and I don't, I guess I haven't looked since then to see if another one of his books has been translated, but if so, like, I would absolutely read another book by this author because it it was so compelling. It was so interesting. So, yeah, I, and I, I, it doesn't sound like a very exciting story, but I actually was so riveted the whole time. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, what's going on with this family? Like, how are they going to make it out of this situation? Yeah, like it sounds intense in like a real life kind of way. Yes, exactly. It's very much like a problem that a lot of people have. Like obviously not the getting rich part, but like the stress of money (laughs) and like your family kind of falling apart no matter what the circumstances are. Like that is a very real uh, like situation. So I could see that being very like intense and gripping because it's like yeah oh my God. it was so so good um i really liked it and it was sent to me by faber faber uh faber and faber which is one of my favorite publishing houses but this was back in like i said 2015 and i remember being like yeah this sounds cool but i had no expectations <laughs> yeah. i'd never heard of it i was like yeah i mean it's pretty and then i started reading it and i was like oh man this is good <laughs> this is really good um and I, I just wished I wish that, like, I heard more people talking about this book, because mm-hmm. I this is one of those books where I'm like, I don't know anyone else who's read it, really, which no is kidding. so frustrating, because it's so good. Well, I hope that you read one of those, Sarah. No pressure, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> our next recommendation request comes from Kat. Kat asks, hey, guys, I just want to start off by saying I absolutely love the podcast. Hey, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> it's so nice. This might sound a little odd. Sometimes I crave a book. That is going to make me full-on ugly cry. (laughs) 
I don't know if anyone else feels that way. It's not necessarily a craving for something completely gut-wrenchingly sad, though it can be. Maybe it's a book about self-discovery or loss, but it's something that feels cathartic and leaves you feeling a little achy afterwards. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to read this. Sending lots of love from good old Arkansas. Um, <laughs> nice. Every time I read the word Arkansas, I remember one of my most embarrassing moments, which was when I pronounced it Arkansas, because I'd never heard anyone say it out loud, I yeah. guess. And I was like, just reading it from a sheet. And I was like, Arkansas, and everyone laughed at me. And I was like, oh my God, I had no, because Kansas, we all know about Kansas. Yeah. And then I just saw an AR in front of it. Oh, I had no idea. But you know anyway. what's even worse? What uh, The way that I instinctively used to pronounce it is Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. I like that you have the sassiness in there. Exactly. It's like, this seems wrong for some reason. I feel like that must be a Canadian, like, not a U.S. problem. Like, everyone in the U.S. knows about Arkansas, but, like, up here we were like, Arkansas? Arkansas? I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to know the first time I see that? That's so funny. All right. Well, you go first. Uh, what is a book that's going to make Cat cry? <laughs> okay, I picked two because there's one I that I... I also picked two. Yeah, okay, good. Because the- one of them that I really want to talk about that made me cry a lot is one I've already talked about. And mm. that is Forgive Me, Leonard Peacock by Matthew Quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and since I last talked about this book, actually, though, I reread it. I reread it at the end of 2019. Oh, um, interesting, okay. And so it, like reaffirmed my love for it so i feel That's like awesome. really confident in my recommendation yeah um because yeah this book it's it's sad for a lot of reasons um the main character is this guy named leonard and basically right at the beginning of the story he is just like today is the day like it's his birthday and he's like today i'm going to kill my former best friend and then kill myself and that's all you really know going into it. You don't know why he wants to do that. You don't know how his friend wronged him. Um, it's all stuff that comes out as the book progresses. But he also, there's just so many things about it that like warm your heart. Like his mm. neighbor is his best friend. He's this old man who's like 80. And he just like really wants to take care of Leonard. And like he mm. can tell that something is wrong. But he, because but basically it's Leonard's birthday. But he's he gives gifts to four people in his life. And oh, kind God. of as like a goodbye. Yeah. And so he gives this old man, his friend, a gift and he's like why are you doing this like what are you okay leonard and he yeah. like just the way that he, you, he so obviously cares about him just like oh makes your heart How hurt. old is leonard i think 16 okay cool so he's like in high school and mm-hmm. he's kind of a weird outcast type of guy and as mm-hmm. the story progresses you can kind of see like how he's isolated himself a lot and like his his dad isn't around anymore i can't remember if he died or whatever but he's not around his mom is kind of just like a shitty mom she doesn't Mm. even remember that it's his birthday stuff like that like he'll tell himself things like you know if she'll just say happy birthday to me then i won't do it i won't kill myself like if she'll just like he'll make all these little reasons like reasons not to do it but then so he puts it he makes it up to someone else and so it's like just the way that he thinks is so sad um but also he has this amazing teacher um this was Mm. the one i recommended for a teacher book back then yeah yeah so his teacher is his it's his favorite teacher he's a holocaust history teacher and so he loves this teacher a lot the teacher you know is like a friend to him and throughout the story the teacher now like he never rolls down his sleeves he always wears long sleeve shirts and it's Mm. like throughout the story leonard is always wondering like why why does he do that like what's underneath his sleeves and at the end of the book you find out why he doesn't roll his sleeves up and it's like that's like honestly that's the part that made me cry (laughs) yeah because it's just like the whole part is just like oh my god this teacher is like 
he's so good and so meaningful and so yeah so this is a book that, like, the Gosh. first time I read it and last time I read it I like got misty-eyed because I knew what was coming but I didn't actually cry but the first time I read it I cried so much <laughs> at two in the morning it's just oh, like a, no. a really emotional book I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to ugly cry <laughs> but um, the second book that I wanted to recommend is manga so I, this cool. one also is like I don't know if she'll want to read this but that is Orange by Ichigo mm. Takano this is very popular manga nowadays you can get them in the the english versions are like a bind up so this is three yeah. volumes in one and there's five volumes all together i think and this series is so good it's my favorite Oof. kind of manga where it's basically like a slice of life it's just about some kids in high school yeah. but it has a sci-fi twist to it because at the beginning of the story the main character she's 16 her and her friends are all 16 she gets a letter that claims to be from her future self and she's like, what? Never good. No way. Never good. <laughs> she's like, this is a hoax, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't think about it at all. And then eventually a couple of things start like proving to be true. And she's like, oh my God, this is, this is real kind of thing. And so in the letters, her future self is encouraging her to do all these things to like help one of her friends and like encouraging mm. her like, oh, don't, you know, don't ask him to come hang out on this day. It'll, you know, nothing good will come of it. All this kind of stuff. And she's just like, what are you talking about? Um, but what the letters say is that this particular friend is going to die eventually. And oh, th she's trying to help past versions of them, you know, prevent it because obviously Oof. the future self knows how it gets to that point. Yeah. And so it's like, oh man it's so sad but also yeah. like you know it's like a cute love story at the same time and like you're mm -hmm. rooting for the main character and it's just like oh it's so touching but by by the time you get to the last i would say maybe the last two volumes it's just like weeping in the bathtub <laughs> <laughs> so just i highly recommend that weeping. just weeping i feel like it's a really like accessible manga for people who also don't really read manga uh i feel like it's a good yeah. place to start because it is just like reading a nice kind of sci-fi romance story and it's so dang good so yeah. well well i don't want to read it because i don't want to cry but <laughs> it's real good if cat wants to read it i think that's a perfect recommendation yeah. um okay so the two books that i picked i've definitely talked about one of them before but the the first one i'm gonna mention i haven't talked about okay the reason i haven't talked about it is because <laughs> it's everyone's read it like everyone's okay. read it and it is the fault in our stars oh yeah so i wanted to talk i wanted to mention it because when i first read this question the fault in our stars first came to my mind yeah, and i was like you know what honestly i'm probably never gonna talk about the fault in our stars so i kind of like this is kind of fun like an opportunity to mention it mm -hmm. um it is such a good book i remember reading it in high school when it came out and I mean, first of all, what a moment. We all, like, That's I feel true. like everyone read on the, the internet <laughs> read that book at the same time. Yeah, that was such an exciting yeah. moment. It was such a, it was a book we were all looking forward to. And John Green signed the first printing of that book. Yeah, and I, I remember <laughs> I really wanted a signed copy. Mm -hmm. But I was gonna, I was obviously gonna, like, I had to go to school that day. And so I asked my dad, please, if you can, go to <laughs> chapters and get me this book. Like, please, just make sure it's signed. And I was, yeah. like, telling him all about, like, I watched this guy on YouTube. And my dad, when I got, like, when my dad picked me up from school, he was like, I got you the book. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I was so excited. And I, do you remember, like, it was so exciting to see what color he'd, like, what color Sharpie he'd mm -hmm. signed it Mine with? Mine was green. I, 
Yes, I opened it and mine was green. And he was like, I looked through all of them to find you a green one. And I was just like, <laughs> you are the best dad. Thank <laughs> you. so cute. Um, it was really nice. But anyway, yeah, I read that book in high school when it came out originally. And then I remember I read it again in high school, like a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And I remember that the second time that I read it, I had a similar thing to what is now happening to me with The Hunger Games, where I was like, oh, this is way better than I remember. Like, I remember the second time I read it, I was like, wow, this book is actually phenomenal. And the movie has kind of polluted my mind a little bit. Like, the movie is fun. And I, I remember liking the movie, but like... It's just not as good as the book. Of course. So, yeah, um, yeah I remember that that book, it, it, this is weird. It didn't make me cry the first time, but I did cry the second Ooh. time. So I don't know what that's about, but I do remember crying because of The Fault in Our Stars and I was just, I was heartbroken. Did you cry because of The Fault in Our Stars? I can't remember. I don't it's know if emotional. I did. Emotional time. I think if anything, I maybe cried reading Looking for Alaska more than anything. Oh. <laughs> oh god john what's he doing to he us he really gets you <laughs> um but yeah so the book that i w- w- wanted to talk about that made me cry more than the fallen stars okay. did is the one i've mentioned before on the podcast but it's charlotte's web oh man be white i need to read okay. that again oh man i don't know if i ever will <laughs> so this is a book that i had to read I never read it when I was a kid. I remember I saw the, and I'm glad because I would have hated it, but I remember (laughs) I saw the movie and I hated it because I was like, this is sad. What the hell? Um, And I was like, I don't want to watch that again. Um, But then when I was in university in my second year, I think I did a children's literature course and we were like assigned a bunch of children's. I remember we had to read the the bad beginning and all sorts of stuff. Um, But yeah, so I was assigned Charlotte's Web and I was like, okay, that'll be cool. And I got this beautiful like puffin edition that I really love. It's hardcover. And I was like, this will be. I love that. I didn't even know that that those puffin editions had a charlotte's web like i i've I seen know, rose right? but so i didn't pretty. i didn't realize there was charlotte's web in that collection that's really cool. i really love it it's the if anyone looks it up it's the hardcover puffin blue one it's um <laughs> it's really nice i really like it um but yeah so i was like this will be a nice old time and then i cried and i couldn't stop crying so <laughs> i don't feel like these are spoilers because charlotte's web is like an age-old tale at this mm-hmm. time so i'm going to tell you the moments in which i cried the first one is when Charlotte passes away because God. that's just far too much. Yep. And that is just far too much. <laughs> and she is Wilbur's only friend and she is such a godsend and I loved her and I was so upset that she passed away. And then the second time was, and this one made me cry more, was when his, I forget what the name of her, what her name is, the Fern? girl who, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, Fern, totally. Um some reason i thought it was daisy that has nothing to do with <laughs> a anything. different plant <laughs> uh, just a d- <laughs> um when fern basically like doesn't have time for wilbur anymore oh, and she's just like ta- like hanging out with a boyfriend more than she's taking care of wilbur mm-hmm. it's kind of evokes the same feelings as the end of toy story 3 if y'all know what i'm saying no one is- can watch toy story 3 without crying this is like that where it's kind of like the end of childhood yeah that necessity nostalgic it death it hurts so bad and yeah. i cried so hard i hated I, I cried in front of my dad i was like i'd like managed not to cry and then i went downstairs and i saw my dad and i just burst out crying Aww. so 
That's my crying book. <laughs> okay, but I also just wanted to say, I would love some recommendations for books that made other people cry a lot. Yeah. Because I honestly think that it's like a really good experience and sometimes you just need to cry, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really cathartic. It really is. It's like cleansing. <laughs> and so yes. it's nice to some, and especially like when it's because of a book, I find it really hard to cry because of a book, like movies all the time. So easy. Mm. But with mm -hmm. a book, it's like harder to bring it out of me. And so when a book I can agree. make me cry, I'm like, holy shit, that's a good book. Like it's well written. Yeah, I agree. Same with I like agree. a book making you laugh. Like it's the same thing for it to be able to make you physically do something is crazy. So I agree. I, there's only been like five books that have ever made me cry, like six, yeah, like five or six books. And I like it's it's hard. It's a lot harder. So when we will post a photo of these books mm -hmm. we've just talked about on Instagram, if you could all go and let us know what books make you cry, that would be awesome. Yeah, I need that. I need <laughs> to know. <laughs> also, just a quick shout out to If Cats Disappeared from the World. That's the book that most recently made me cry, like, mm. so much. So yeah. that one is, uh, it'll definitely make you cry if you've ever lost a pet. <laughs> I'll just tell oh, you God. that much. It really hurts the soul. <laughs> Albatross. Albatross was the last book that made me cry. That made you cry? And yeah, it made me, it did, it oh made me, well, I teared up, you know, yeah, I teared yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, uh, like go crazy crying, but I, I did tear up and felt a little choked up in the throat, because uh, something crazy happens, and it just, oh, it was too much, it was too much. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I've been wanting to read that book recently, I, it keeps popping up in my brain, and I'm like, wish I could buy a book. <laughs> oh god, read it, that's the one you have to buy with your uh, chapters gift Okay, card. maybe I will, maybe I will. <laughs> I wish I could lend it to you, but uh, I no. know. Send Impossible. me a picture of every single page, <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much to everyone for listening, for following us on Instagram, sharing our episodes, and for supporting us on Patreon. If you are doing so, if you're not, why not check it out? It's pretty fun. Uh, we are off right now to record our mini bonus episode that we post on Patreon every week called Books on Bucket, where I ask Raleen a stupid book question. <laughs> I am so excited. It's always uh, a good time. Even the most mundane questions end up being hilarious and fun. <laughs> yeah, like last week I asked Raylene, what book series do you have that don't match on your bookshelves? And we actually had a great time answering that question. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah, go check that out on Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone for supporting us. Hope you're all staying safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>